0: The first thing you need to know to understand this Mishnah is that there's a basic machlokus between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua regarding the requirements for ensuring that Suffolk Truma, what the Bartholomew calls Truma Tuluya, I'll explain in a minute, whether one has required to protect that from becoming Tameh. We've discussed a number of times already that the Pasuk says, Nasati, I've given to you Mishmeras Trumosai, the requirement to protect my Trumos from becoming Tame. And the word Trumosai, the way it's pronounced, as it is pronounced, it means my Trumos plural, implying there are two kinds of Truma that must be kept, Shamor guarded from tuma. That's how as understands it, and he therefore understands the two categories of Truma that must say Tahor are A, regular Truma Tahora, regular Tahor Truma, and B, Truma, that's Suffolk Truma, what the Bartonero calls Truma Tuluya, Truma that's now, we're not sure whether it is tame or Tahor, um, and therefore it's its own separate category, Suffolk Truma, but that too must be kept from becoming tame as a separate biblical mandate. That's how the Rabbi Eliezer, the Tana, learns it. Rabbi Yeshua disagrees. Rabbi Yeshua understands that there's only one kind of truma that must be kept tahor, and that's the truma that's regular tahor truma. But suffolk truma does not need to be kept tahor. There's no separate requirement for that. And in fact, um, keeping your suffolk truma tahor and let it lingering about um, to ensure no further truma comes to it, if any came at all in the first time, is actually a potential problem waiting to happen because you'll end up keeping your truma around and sooner or later one is liable to inadvertently eat from that truma and that truma since it's Suffolk truma excuse me it's it's truma that's Suffolk tamay it's maybe tame truma if it is indeed tame, then it's forbidden to eat that truma so therefore Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion that we don't really want Suffolk Tame truma lingering about um and therefore the sooner you get rid of it, the better. According to him, therefore, since there's no requirement to ensure that Suffolk Truma, that's Suffolk Truma tumeya, must stay tahor, he is going to encourage you in the Mishnah to put it in a way that will expedite it, becoming forbidden for sure, and then that will allow you to get rid of it. As for the basis for the Mehlukas, remember Rabbi Eliezer held that Trumosai refers to two kinds of Truma. However, according to Bartanura, the Peshat and Rabbi Yeshua is that he holds that when it comes to drashos, he has a principle called Yesh Aim that is to say, there's a machlokus that pervades throughout all the Tanaim. Whether the primacy in terms of what one makes a drash on is based on the way a given word is pronounced or the way the word is written in the Torah, Yesh Aim LeMesoras means that there is Aim means mother or primacy. There's primacy to the Mesores, the way that the the mesorahs and how the words are written, the actual way that the the particular characters that are included in the Sefer Torah as it's written down. That's the sheets of Rebbe Yoshua, says the Barthanora. But Rebbe Eliezer holds aim the mikra, that the the primacy comes, um, in terms of drashas, from the way in which a word is pronounced. And trumosai is pronounced two different kinds of truma. If you actually look in the passage, you'll see that the Second vav to make it Mosai as opposed to Trumasi, um, isn't there? There's no second vav, so the way the word looks like it should be pronounced is Trumasi. Trumasi, my my singular Truma that must be protected. You look at yourself. The pasuk in in Midbar, Perak Yerches Ches. That's a numbers eighteen eight. You can see there for yourself that a Trumosai is spelled Trumasi. So Rabbi Yeshua holds Trumasi means um, one kind of Truma only because he holds Yesh Aim l'misores, whereas Rabbi Eliezer holds yesh'e leMikra, the way it's pronounced, and therefore there are two kinds of trumas. So that's the first thing, that's the central point of the Mishnah. The second point you need to understand um, is a side point, but uh, essential to understand the Mishnah, is how a suffolk would crop up with respect to, let's say, two different containers of trumah. The word chavis, which is the Mishnah's choice of words for chavishel trumah, a barrel, often translated "barrel," of of truma wine. Let's say you have two barrels of wine. A chavis, probably most accurately translated in English, would be an amphora, like an amphora jug. Um, but in any case, we'll go with the conventional barrel for now, more pedestrian and more familiar. So the chavis shel truma. If you have a, a, a container, a barrel of truma, shenolad basafik that had a questionable events happen to it, that is say, let's say for example, the Bartonuras case is you have two barrels of wine and a dead rat touched one of the barrels and you don't know which of the two was exposed to the Tuma. So the normal rule is that when it comes to sphagos and tuma uncertain situations regarding the transmission of tuma, there's a overriding rule which governs many of these scenarios, which is Safek tuma b'rishus harabim. If you have a safek that crops up regarding someone's tuma status in a rishus harabim, a place where there is, um, you know, people circulating, you know, more than two people coming around, then that the din is sfeiko tahor. We rule leniently and we assume it to be tahor. We paskin it's tahor. On the other hand, if you have a safek Bershus ayachid, a a question regarding someone's tuma status. Uh, uh, in a private domain. That means there's two or fewer people um, in that area. So then we say, suffolk tumer ber tame. We, passing that, it is tummy. We decide that in such a scenario that the suffolk to be, I'll call it stringent for a second, meaning we assume it to be tame. Um, the reason for that is is uh, based on a drasha, which is sort of beyond the scope of this right now. Um, it's based on the sota, the sota who, she's your classic, Suffolk in the Torah where the woman, you don't know whether or not she was infidelitous. You just will never know. Um, But there is certainly there's a basis to believe that she has acted inappropriately because A, her husband already warned her not to be with this given man and then B, she went and was isolated with him anyways. Um, So now that doesn't look very good. So the Torah says such a woman is Tamea, that she is Tame, and that's a strange choice of words because she isn't Tameh. She is now ruled stringently that she becomes forbidden to her husband until they do the whole sota process and trying to, you know, clarify what happened. Um, but the fact that the Torah used the word um, Tameh is learned in Nadrasha to tell you that when it comes to a suffix regarding Tumah, if it's in a scenario of 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 privacy, like two people or fewer, that's which yachid and we'll ruin, rule, we will rule that it's Tameh. Whereas if it's in a more public place, so then, like with the sota, if she were in a public place, she wouldn't have um, the the issue of steer of having been um, sequestered or isolated with a man, and she would be ruled leniently. So, all that said, what that means is, when it comes to a suffolk, normally the rule is, if the suffolk was born in a public place, regarding Tuma, we will rule that it's tahor, and in a private place, it's tame, public and private, as I described before. We've also seen in the misach already that if you use the rules to resolve sphagus in such a way that you're forced to be living a lie, I'll call it, so then we won't go with that. Normally we would go um we'd go Lakhurma. That is to say, if you have two barrels and that we know for certain that the dead rat touched one of the barrels. So whether it was in a public or private place, to rule the same sock for both barrels is certainly of forcing us to live a lie. That is to say, let's say, for example, as the Bartheneros case, it happened in a private domain. So we say a private domain would make it rule, it would be ruled Tame. That means we would, if the dead rat touched one of the two barrels, we would treat both barrels as if they were Tame. Um, but the problem is, we'd be living a lie because one barrel for sure is Tahor. And when it comes to Truma, the funny thing is that it's not clear, there's no such thing as, as being Machmir and Makel regarding Tumantara. Why? Because to say it's Tame means that the truma has a new din. The din by truma that becomes tamay is it has to be destroyed. So if you have to you have to destroy it, um, that's fine, except the problem is there's a, as we're seeing in our mission here, there's a mitzvah to be shomer to protect truma, and one is forbidden, midoraisa, to destroy truma tahora. It has to be eaten. So you can't have it both ways. If you assume it's, Tame, you'll have to destroy it. If you assume it's tar, you have to eat it. can't have it both ways. Therefore, there's no no obvious um, mekel or machmir psak when it comes to Suffolk truma. If you would eat it, maybe that's forbidden. If you would destroy it, maybe that's forbidden. That being the case, you're sort of stuck. And therefore, our mission is to consider that case, a case where we can't use the usual rules of Suffolk to resolve the status here. So we have two barrels, both we want to kind of be machmir with, but there's no clear psak of how to be machmir about it. So with that elaborate background, the mission says inside, Chavis shel Truma shenolad Tuma. You have a container of Truma that had a certain doubt arose regarding its Tuma status. Like, for example, the dead rat touched one of the two. Rabbi Omer, im turpa, y'anichena b'makum mutzna. holds that since, you recall, he hold trumo si means two kinds of truma that need to be shamur guarded and the second kind is this very case of truma tuluya, of truma that is safik tume. So he says you have to protect it from getting further exposed to tume, and therefore if the barrels were in a place where they were exposed to potentially becoming tame, because it's an unprotected area, you have to bring them in to a protected area. The actual lashon of the Mishnah is makam turpa. Turpa is a fairly unusual word. It means something like, being open for mischief, like available for bad things to happen, because it isn't, isn't um, protected properly. Um, so, in the context here, it means like hefker. It's in a hefker place; no one's guarding it, and therefore, you know, dead rats, etc., are liable to come um, reach this barrel quickly. So if that's the case. You're required by the Torah because of truma side that has to be mishdamer. You have to guard the truma, including truma tuluya. You have to bring that truma in from the exposed place to a makom mutzna an area that's more protected from further Tuma exposure. Vim Haise Mugula, Rabbi holds further, that if the barrel of Truma was open, as you saw Gili in the previous Mishnayas, and therefore exposed to snakes drinking, etc., you can't leave it that way. You have to cover it, so it can't be further exposed and go to waste. You have to protect it. Rabbi Yeshua, mer just the opposite. Rabbi Yeshua holds since, he holds, that the Pusik says truma sai but it's written truma si. There's only one kind of truma that needs protection, and that's truma tahora vadai, certainly tahor truma. But truma that's Tuluya, that's suffic truma, there's no requirement to protect it. And since we're afraid, or is afraid that if you leave it lingering about, sooner or later an accident will happen and people will actually end up eating that truma, which may well be in Israel Daraisa, because it may well be tummy, because the dead rat might have touched it. And therefore, he wants to expedite the process of of allowing you to certainly dispose of it. Therefore, we want another dead rat to fall upon it, or a snake to drink from it, or whatever the case may be. And that being the case, Rabbi Yeshua Omer, imhaisa munachas b'makam mutsna, if it was in a protected private area, yanichena b'makam turpa, you should leave it out, expose it to mischief, or something bad could happen, and then you could pour it down the drain. imhaisa muchusa, if it was covered, yigalena, open it up, um, I don't see actually fortune speaking about the the gilui, the exposure being for snakes to drink um, so it's not perfectly clear to me if that's exactly the thrust of the Mishnah or not but I would think it is if not it means expose it so that Tuma can get to it and that will expedite the process and allow you to get rid of this this Suffolk Shruma ASAP Rabbi Gamliel has a middle sheet and he holds al don't do anything just sit on your hands and don't, uh, don't move it anywhere or cover it or uncover it, um, because he realizes, although he agrees with Rabbi Yoshua that there's no requirement to protect it, um, since there's certainly the possibility that really it's Tahor and you'd be doing something bad by expediting it's getting Tameh, um, that's a no-no, and therefore he says, do nothing, sit on your hands, and the uh, Shev valtase, and eventually once it gets exposed to Tumah, then you can dispose of it, and the Halacha follows Rabban Gamliel.